Welcome to. Daddy. All right, welcome to Before the Kids Wake hey, hey, Up. What are you doing? I'm trying to do our intro. Do you want to help me? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Hey, go ahead. Just so we got it ready. Welcome, welcome to Nicholas. We're trying to do our intro. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome, welcome to, to Before, Before the, the Kids, kids Wake, wake Up. up. Welcome to Before the Kids Wake Up. I'm Claude. And this is Renee. And we are back early in the morning. Again, well, not that early. We actually kind of woke up late because we were watching the... Uh, what were we watching last night? The the DNC. Yeah. Yeah. The Biden speak and, and way past Renee's bedtime. I think we were up until 10-ish. Um, I struggled to stay awake. I was so proud of myself that I made it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've been trying all week to stay up, but I just, to, to watch it, and I, I just, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Well, and you're cranky. You're like a cranky person. Like, if you don't sleep, you're, you're like super, 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 super cranky. Uh, like, like hateful. Like, hatefully mean. Like. Well, Claude gets like that if he doesn't eat. I get like that if I don't sleep. That is not true. So true. Uh, if I'm, yeah, yeah, but they, but there's, well, I guess there is some type of scientific connection there. If you're, if you're exhausted, then you don't have the ability to, 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 you know, function, to function, reason, reason be, nice. be nice. Yeah. So I guess it's the same thing, um, you know, when you're hungry. So don't judge me. I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm not judging. Ju- don't judge me. Where's our dog? I don't know. She left and I'm a little worried. Uh, yeah, she'll destroy something. Anyhow, um, so how was your week, Renee? It's been a very good week. It's been a very good week. Uh, I know that it's been super rainy uh, and storming and, and monsoons outside, which is nice because, you know, Florida is one of those only states where you have to, you have like that catch 22 of like yard cutting, like... You know, I'm saying it storms outside, it makes your grass grow, but then you can't cut your grass because it's wet outside, or at least that's my excuse. That's a really good excuse. And well, and where we live, we tend to flood, and yeah. um, so the water does like kind of sit in the yeah. in the grass. And but and then you know the other fun challenge because we have three dogs is that when it rains, they they bring in footprints. So then it's like a nonstop of going um, of having to clean up footprints and. Um, yeah, so it creates a, a giant mess all the time that that we're having to clean up. So um, I'm trying to teach them that they're supposed to sit and give me their paw, but it, it's just not working all that well. But it's been a good week. So um, Olivia started back to school this week, and um, I was a little worried that going back to her regular, you know, daily routine that it was going to be rough. But um, we dropped her off the first day, and she was like, "Bye, see you later." She didn't guys. care and about us. She just jumps back into it, oh, and she-, she came home. She goes, "I love my school," and yeah. So it's it's been really really nice for her to to get back into the swing of things uh yeah and it's kind of funny because (laughs) i feel bad because we truly tried our best to make sure that she was going to bed on time and that like you know she was eating her lunches on time and snacks and napping napping and that's been like so hard to maintain with everything going on while we're working and we literally dropped her off and, and it was like i saw a meme where uh, it's a Thomas the Train airplane, just smiling, and behind it, it looks like it just dropped a bomb and <laughs> flew away, which is basically, I, I feel bad because that's basically what happens. I mean, big ups to, um, 
um, Beach Park Montessori, uh, or, well, I don't know if I should have told, uh, maybe I'll cut that out, but big, uh, big ups to, uh, Olivia's school, um, uh, Miss Kim and her, her team over there, uh, because we know our daughter can be a lot to handle and, you know, we do because she's ours. Um, I guess we do pay tuition, but at the end of the day, it could be like, we can't handle your daughter. <laughs> like, take her back. It's not worth It's not worth the well, money. That Because the funny thing is, is, so last year when she started at the school, um, so she's three and she's the youngest of her class. So she turned three. Not anymore. Oh, no, last year. Last year, last right. Year, yeah. So she turned three on Friday and school started Monday. And that's the cutoff. You have to be three to start in. So she was the youngest in her class and, um, you know, just finally uh, potty trained and, um, you know, being self-sufficient enough for her to be able to start in the, this fun new journey. And um, the so Montessori is meant for them to be very independent. And so, you know, obviously the teachers are there to help them and to guide them, but they get to pick out, they call them lessons or, you know, so their own things to learn on. Um, and they want them to be independent when they go to the bathroom and pull up their own pants and put on their own shoes and get out their own lunches. So they're, you know, they're supposed to be independent. Well, our daughter in being independent played with the water she would go into the bathroom and because they have one it's like a, a Montessori classroom looks like a big living room and they have their own little kitchen area and their own bathroom and um so she'd go in the bathroom to go to the bathroom by herself because you know they're practicing independence and um she would they would go in because she'd been gone for a while and she's just covered from head to toe in water because she's playing in the sink and um yeah so last year I felt so bad I ended up buying gift cards for the teachers I'm like oh my god they're gonna kick us out um, um I and I love so how you said last year because I went and picked her up yesterday and her shirt and her, her shirt was backwards because she said that it got wet so she was probably playing in the water again it was backwards and inside out. And inside out and she had her shoes on the wrong feet but she always has her shoes on the wrong feet well you know what though she had a backwards shirt and inside out backwards shirt with the shoes on the wrong feet but she was ready to go like she was still <laughs> like that didn't she didn't lose any steps um so that kid big ups to our kid that's Always wearing backward shoes and backward shirts, you know. But so. I th- and I think it's kind of awesome, too. So they, um, like I said, they, they practice independence and that's yeah. part of it. So if that's how they want to go, then that's yeah. how they go. You got to let your kids ride. Um, yeah. You truly do. Um, D. Simone from D. Simone Spot, one of the Shift Division Media podcasts um, that I produce, said something in her last episode that is not out yet, but I'll give you a preview. She said that we don't own our kids. Um, it's our job to nurture them and put the and and make them decent human beings. I'm paraphrasing, and then we put them out there in the world. And you know, so you know, <laughs> take pride in your backward shoe kid. <laughs> know that I don't think they're gonna go to college wearing shoes on the wrong feet or inside out shirts. Maybe they will. You never know. Um, yeah, I know people that have gone to work with two different shoes on. So yes, that does happen. Happens. I have done that before. Um, but so, yeah, so she's a little odd, but we love her and, um, and hopefully that just means she's going to be president someday or something. Hopefully. And then we've got, um, the older one and he is, um, well, we went, we went back to school shopping last Oh my Saturday. God, that was awful. See, I thought it went great. Well, it went, no. For the first time, him and I did not fight while we were shopping. Because you guys are basically the same person. But we didn't used to be. We used to, we, him and I, my son and I used to argue, he'd pick out a pair of shoes and like, those are ugly. Claude would say, but those are what he wants. And I and, and that's what he's going to wear. And I'd say, yes, but he's going to have to go out in public with me. And so they're see, ugly. And, and I went out the, and I went into this. We brought, first of all, we bought Olivia, which was stupid. Not a good idea. <laughs> Won't be doing that again next year or ever again. Um, she's just not 
So, so basically, at the mall, there were lines because they couldn't let everybody in. They only had they had small maximum capacity, so we had to wait in line. Uh, we were all mat- wearing masks, okay, uh, you know, social distancing and all of that good stuff. So it was just that's just an added element of going to the mall that was just so stressful. I think for the fall, we might just buy things online. Problem is, is that our kids are at both at that weird, awkward stage where they really have to try clothes on. Yeah, because at the beginning of the summer, I did try to order things online, right. but and then she, I had to return them all. She bought all wrong. Yeah. So, um, you know. Renee and Nicholas are the type of people that I like. When I shop, I go in. I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for shorts, shirts. I know my size. I know what I like. Like, I'm going straight to where it is. I'm probably going to hit up the clearance section and try to knock everything for cheap. These two will literally roam around the store, touching everything, but not picking it up, looking at it, but not really looking at it, putting it back down, walking to the next thing. You know, we went to American Eagle. They have all this stuff. We were looking at all these different things, and they walked out with two shirts. And I'm like, what the hell did we just do in here? Well, we were looking at prices. Oh, Believe yeah. it or not, we were. Cause, so I put my son on a, uh, on a budget, and... Um, for, and this is the first year. Normally, I'm just, you know, hey, let's go shopping. And uh, I just pick it out and and away we go. Now, mind you, too, in the past, he's always had a uniform. So this is his first year of school where he doesn't have to wear uniforms. So um, I put him on a budget. And I told him, hey, here's your budget. This is what, and these are the items, the amount of items that you have to purchase within that budget. If you have money left over, then you can you know, buy extra of whatever you want to. And um, so he actually was paying attention to the prices of things, which I thought. Which is so unusual until we went to go get his shoes. Well, there were a few. No, even then he did. He he did look because he said, Mom, how much money do we have? Do I have left in my budget? And what else do I have to buy? Because he still had, um, what was it? A few pairs of pants that he needed to buy. So, um, yeah, I thought he did a, a really, really good job. And we about. It's really easy to budget someone else's money. Yeah. <laughs> I'd much rather budget somebody else's money than ours. And yeah, it's yeah, but he did good. I was proud of him. He yes. got everything that he needed. We to. got everything. Him and I did not fight once. I mean, I was ready to lose my crap on Olivia because she was just, oh my god, she was just being crazy. But but yeah, it was good. Yeah. And then he starts school next week. But the funny thing is, is he starts online. Right. So I told him that he's gonna have to still get up, take a shower, and dress up because not dress up, but dress nicely for put us his and new the dog. Clothes up. Yeah. Put your school on. clothes on. Yeah. Put your shoes. Uh, probably have him in the office with me, just on my laptop because you know. But it's only for one week as of right now, and then then he'll be back in school. Um, but I don't know if you saw the article yesterday or not. There is that pending lawsuit um, from the teachers union. The hearing went on all day yesterday, and it's supposed to finish up today, where they're filing a lawsuit to try to stop the reopening of all the schools. So we'll see what happens today. Yeah, we will see. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, obviously, if we find out anything, we'll let you guys know on our Facebook page. Um, hopefully, it won't <laughs> take until next week for Let's us to find out. Let's not forget that, too. Yeah, there's a hurricane. It wasn't a hurricane. It, it's a category it one. It is a category one now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's barely a hurricane. It's a baby hurricane. Yep. Just throw it all in there. We can take it. Uh, but speaking of uh, putting kids on budgets, I know today we wanted to talk a little bit about money because uh, did some research out there. And a lot of people, a lot of couples, a lot of uh, married couples, not married couples, couples that have been together a long time, couples that are living together. Uh, one of the biggest things that I think that they that they are concerned with are our finances. 
Um, I don't even know if concern, but I would say no, they're concerned. Struggle with. Though. I think people are concerned. I think that that's probably one. Of, I think that's still like remember growing up when they always said that money was one of the leading causes of divorce in America. Right. right. Uh, I think it still is. I think you can probably still Google it and find that money is still a big issue. Um, and I mean, it was a big. It, I mean, I yeah. would say it's still an issue for. It's I not. I think. I think a lot of people just put their heads in the sand and try to pretend like it's doesn't not there. exist. Right. And then before they realize it, like a bomb is going off, and you have no money, and you're negative in your account, and it could get bad very, very, very quick. So we. So just, just so you know a little bit about us. So I used to work at a bank. I still work at a bank. Um, but I used to work in a bank for ten years. Uh, managing other people's money, helping other people manage their money. Um, I almost took a job, very close to taking a job, where I would actually be a financial advisor. Uh, that wasn't something that I ended up being interested in. Um, but in my personal life, uh, <clears throat> I made the conscious decision to not deal with finances. So in our marriage, Renee and I, she 100% manages uh, the money. Now, what that mean doesn't mean is, is that she makes all the decisions with the money. She makes all the decisions as far as what to spend the money on. No, what it means is, is that I don't do, I don't create the budget. I don't go in and look at the accounts once a week or how often, how often do you do that? Once a week. Once a week. Mm-hmm. Is it a week? I feel like you look at it every day. Um, I used to. I'm not <laughs> quite as obsessed as I used to be. <laughs> uh, and so... Um, so that that's just kind of where we are. Uh, but I have to send me back. We I don't create the budget by myself. We do discuss our budget. Right. And I had and I do apologize because I did have the um, intention on sitting a poll out there to see how many of you guys actually um, if, if you have combined finances or not combined finances. Be, uh, but Facebook was acting a little up and it wouldn't let me let me post the poll. Um, so maybe I'll do that after the show. I'll, I'll post and see to still kind of get your ideas around that. But for Renee and I, uh, we are actually one of the people we, we actually have our finances combined. Um, we actually have had our finances combined since before we were married, actually, when we, since we got engaged. When we got engaged. Um, and once again, that, that was just simply to to kind of make it easier. And um, I feel it was because I needed to test drive and make sure. You need to test drive and see the type of person I can handle your money and we could, come, we could uh, what's the word, we could combine things without killing each other. Right. So, not that uh, I recommend that for everybody because it's not. So it isn't for anyone, everyone. Uh, and I know a lot of people, a lot of married couples, a lot of couples that are dating that have been together for a while don't do that. Um, I and know it works lot, great for them. It works perfect for them. Um, I think uh, that does cause a lot of stress. Uh, so I think the, one of the reasons that people don't combine their finances is because they don't want to have to worry about what the other person is doing or uh, it almost gets to be like some type of competition. Yeah. Um, and, and in a lot of situations, it is just easier to simply say, hey, this is how much I make. This is how much I make. This is what I'll be responsible for financially. This is what you'll be responsible financially for. But um, that's not Renee and I. We actually put everything together. Um, so why do you think, Renee, that that people have such a hard time with managing their finances as a couple. Well, why do you think it's such an issue? Well, I think not even, I, well, I think it starts on an individual level. Um, I don't think that we are taught to budget as we grow up. And, and, and I think that, you know, we turn 18 and they throw us into the world, whether it be to college or technical school or just getting your first job in your first apartment and go, here you go. And who is they? Just parents guided i mean schools um everything they just kind of throw you out there and you're like okay cool and then you and not only that but you have all these um 
companies offering you credit cards. I mean, as soon as you turn 18, you know, everybody, and you're like, yes, this is $500. Yes. And, and so then you start applying for all these credit cards. And then before you know it, you're way over your head. And you're like, well, how trying to figure out how you're going to pay all these bills. And so that, that is actually, so they don't actually do, so that is actually illegal now. Uh, that was actually, I think, something that under, I want to say, I want to say under Obama, I think Obama, it was Obama at the beginning. Uh, yeah, because yeah. it was right, at the, right after the crisis, the financial crisis. Yeah, I think crisis. that that was the CARE Act. That was part of the CARE Act. Um, they made it so that you actually can't solicit credit cards. To, you can't solicit credit cards. To, I think you have to be over 18 always. And I believe you. they can't do it like on college campuses. They can't. So th- there is some protections in place for, as far as protecting young people. Because I was one of the ones. I was one of the people that I'd be walking in the student union and there'd be people out there. And they'd be like, hey, would you like a free t-shirt to sign up for a credit card? I was like, heck yeah, why not? You right. know, I don't know. I don't but think really about care. it, you go, say, even to Old Navy and, hey, would you like to sign up for a credit card to save 20% off of your order today? Right. You know, uh, 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 the majority of the places we went to when we went shopping last weekend asked, would you like to sign up for a credit card for, uh, you know, insert percentage off here? Yeah. Um, so they still they still do that. Um, it, it may not necessarily be targeted just for 18 year olds, but um I mean, when you think about us, I mean, we're established. We know what our credit, we're, no, we're not, we don't, we don't need this type of a credit card. Um, So I think that, I don't think we prepare our kids enough. And so then when they leave, you just expect them to have this knowledge and you don't. And, and, and like, just to give a little bit of background, even of me, um, I was, I was one of those kids. Um, I left when I was 18. I graduated. Um. (coughs) I told my parents I'm moving to Florida from Ohio and my parents are like, no, you can't move. And I'm like, I'm 18 and I'm, I'm just going to go. And I had no savings accounts. I, I mean, I had just enough to cover uh, maybe a month and a half of rent and to have enough money to get me through the first two weeks and until um, I got paid. And um, and that was it. And, and, and I got in way over my head very, very fast. Um, I got, uh, I had a lot of medical issues. And back then when you turn 18, if, when you're not in college, um, well, I was in college when I first moved, but I was only in college for about a year and a half. Um, as soon as you're out of college, you're off your parents' health insurance. So I had no health insurance and I was in another hospital. And so I racked up a lot of medical bells and fight. I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Ended up claiming well, bankruptcy at a very young age and, over medical bills. Right. And so for me, I was – so I, I actually was taught. So uh, so uh, <clears throat> the whole – so I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. Uh, I think it's just a matter of people – like for me – so my mom, my mom was a banker for 35 years, still a banker part-time. Uh, and she – I was taught, you know, budgeting. I was taught – um, paying bills on time and things of that nature. But I, I mean, I got out of the house and I was just one of those kids that I wanted to go out. I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to uh, have a certain lifestyle. And I think that that, that right there is the, is the key. It's understanding, um, you know, your means versus what you, uh, what you have. You always have to spend less than you make. Right. And I think that especially in today's society, it's worse now than it was back in the day. Um, people are online and they, you see them having certain things and you want to have that certain lifestyle. Uh, and you don't necessarily make the money to have that certain lifestyle, but you still kind of have to keep up with the Joneses or it's the expectation or the, the thought pattern that you have to keep up with the Joneses. Right. You know, you got to have an iPhone, you got to have a nice car, you got to have a nice apartment, you got to have. So a lot of times the people are not willing to kind of sacrifice and kind of have that, uh, that meager lifestyle until they're, ha- until they have the ability to actually spend, um, 
so, so they're actually able to ball. You know, be yeah. balling basically <laughs> without a better word to say that. Um, so for me, that that unfortunately, I felt I pray I did fall victim to that type of lifestyle. Now uh, at thirty five, you know, it's very different. You know, we're you know we're we're in a in a financial situation that's a lot better than it was when I was a kid. But I was just like you, I left home at eighteen. You know, with the clothes on my back, you know, uh, I had some scholarships for college and things of that nature. But, um, you know, I did eventually get a part time job. Um, I mean, that's just our background and kind of where we were, how, where we came from. Uh, but I would say, you know, just let's elaborate more into well, how we brought it together. <laughs> so when I lost everything and realized that you can lose everything, um, I became very hyper focused on budgets. I mean, at one point, even a, a good friend of mine at the time, um, she had found Dave Ramsey and um, Financial Peace University and started taking classes. Um, and if you don't know Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey is he he really is a really great financial guy. Um, he believes in the zero dollar budget um, and he believes basically and and um, uh he basically believes and advocates for you to have zero dollar in debt and that no one should ever have any debt except for your house. And even that you surely have a 15 year mortgage on and he's just got this very strict um, way. So um, I tried to do that. I he, his his plan's a little strict for me um, and I've tried for years and years and years to just be 100 percent debt free. I'm still working towards that. Um, but, you know, we do have, you know, cars and in student loans, I feel as if we're student loans are just horrible but in harris see what you can do for us uh <laughs> no 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 no. um i don't want to make it seem like we want no no yeah no, my, I, i'm almost my, i got my student loans and i feel responsible for them i would just like a little bit of help on the interest but um that aside uh yeah i mean we don't typically have, we don't really have a whole lot of credit card and i think that's kind of one of the things Wait, we don't too. ever we so us as a couple I guess is probably where so or where we should start it. So when we got together, even do you want to start to explain where we were when we got together? Uh, what do you mean? Financially, the differences between you and I. So when Claude and I got to got together, so I already had a house. Um, I oh, had a son. Okay. You know, saying. I had already you know been married, divorced, and so I was a single mom by myself. And, we went through a bankruptcy um, at one point. Very young though, at a very young age. Yeah, yeah I, went, I went through bankruptcy, but um, so. Because I was like 20 and I got divorced at 29, 28, 29. Um, so anyway, so I had a house and I had a child at the time. I was the only income even for him. Um, and so and I had to pay for after school care. I was very strapped for money. Um, I worked a second job in, in the evenings um, and I had to budget very, very closely. I didn't I didn't even have cable when Claude and I met. I only had internet <laughs> and Claude was living a completely different lifestyle. Claude was single and in the bachelor pad and, you know, kind of going out. And so his priorities and mine were, were really different. So when we combined our money, um, I had no I didn't have credit cards. Claude had credit cards. His student loans were still at the, even at that time a lot more than mine. Um, and you didn't have a car payment at that point either. No, I owned my car. Yeah, right. He did, did own, own his car. car. All right. So we had a 2002 Toyota Solara <laughs> blue. So we had a lot of things that we like had a to bullet work on out. wheels. Um, because when I took over his money, I'm like, "There's, we're not gonna have credit card debt. Like, we're gonna pay off all your credit cards. We're gonna be." And then we ended up having to buy him a car because I, my house was very far from where his job was, and so we he needed to have a bigger car for us 
as a family of three at that point and um because his car was a two car or two door and um to get him back and forth to work safely so we ended up with a car loan and um and and i i feel like i turned it around pretty quick didn't i yes so (laughs) so that so to to piggyback on that because i I wanted to share um one of our other podcasts uh she's got something to say was actually talking about a friend of theirs that got married um got together just real quick um he had i guess they got married they didn't really talk about it um got married together for for a couple of years i want to say and come to find out that you know he had all this credit card debt i mean he was getting i believe he was getting notices past due notices unpaid bills and things of that nature and it was like just lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of credit card debt and and to me when i'm when i'm listening that i'm i'm, I'm listening to that podcast and i'm, I'm actually watching it on youtube I, it was it just it, i was confused because i feel like one of the biggest things that we talked about when we got together when we were trying to manage our finances it was establishing where we wanted to go and looking at where we were currently and i think if you don't get with your partner and you don't talk about this i think it's faux pas almost like people don't want to talk about you know how much money i make how much money you make you make um, how much debt we have how much debt you have because at the end of the day even if you separate your bills and you don't and you don't have all your money together your debt is still together you're married <laughs> you know what i'm saying you have to pay those bills your credit is their credit so uh, one of the first things that we did i think when we got together was okay well how much credit card debt do you have uh, you know do you own anything on your car? Okay, you don't own anything on your car. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, we sat uh, down and we did a budget. We sat down and we did a budget. And, and well, part of it's our not budget like, included our debt. So I feel like budget, yeah. So so budgets were something that we, we did to maintain our finances, I think. But one of the first things we did, like I said, is that we actually talked about it. You know, how much debt do we have? How much is your student loans? How much is your car payment? Uh, how much is the mortgage of the house? Like, we were very privy to each other's comings and goings as far as our finances, even though at... Well, I guess at that time was when we decided to put together. Uh, but I say that to, to say this is that, you know, even if you're in a situation where you're, you have your finances separate, it's important to talk about it. It may not be easy uh, because also at the same time, I feel like there you probably made, I think you made more money than me, too, if I'm not correct. No, 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 no. I didn't start making more money to you until after it was about this. It was about the same. Careers. OK, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so it was it was an honest conversation because I, we will we'll double back down to. We'll circle back around to it, but at the end of the day, I think after we got engaged, I lost my job. A year what? later? Not was what? Even a year? I think we got engaged in March, and then I was oh, out of work right, in, in, in November, October, yeah, October thirty first, Halloween. Yeah. Um. So I I think back to like what would have happened to our relationship had we not already had that honest dis- discussion. Well, and and part of that honest discussion is where are we going from here? What is our long term plan? So at this point, we're, we get engaged, and as soon as we got engaged, that's when we decided, hey, we're gonna have to start working towards moving in together, combining incomes. Where are we going financially? And that's just me anyways i'm always like where are we going what is our goal and um so even back then um at the point we lived in lakeland we wanted we wanted to move to tampa like that was the goal and um the price uh to live in tampa versus lakeland is more than double i mean the houses are just very expensive rent is very expensive if you want to rent and um compared to to lakeland and so we knew we had to formulate a plan and work towards not only having a savings account, but to someday eventually move to Tampa. We didn't know when that was going to be, and we were okay with not having a set date. Um, and it took us five years. 
Five long years, but um, <laughs> at the end, it was worth it because we, do, we now we live where we want to live and we have the house that we want to have. But we sat down every month and we said, OK, here are our bills. This is the money we have left over. Where do we want to spend the leftover money? So we would right. we were very specific in, OK, well, this month, you know, we're going to have a date night. So we're going to put, you know, X amount of dollars towards date night. And then we're going to take the rest of our money and we're going to put it on this credit card. And this credit card is going to be the first one we pay off. And then this is going to be the second one we pay off. And um, and so, yeah, so we were very specific about the money um, and where it was going. And every month we sat down and we discussed it. And I feel as if when we set that and started that very early on in our relationship, it set the tone for the rest of our relationship. Well, and I really think about like uh, when it comes to money and couples and marriages and relationships, it really is all about honesty. And I go back to the story with the other podcast, the guy buried the woman without letting her know that, hey, I have all this debt. I'm drowning. You know, so so and, and I think that's the biggest thing. People are afraid to talk about money because I think still it's it's one of those faux pas. You don't want to talk about it because it may, you're almost kind of afraid of what the other person's going to say, what they're going to do. And I would say in our relationship, you know, I, like I said, I had definitely had more debt than you. I had more credit card debt. Uh, but it was an open and honest relationship. It was open and honest conversation because we were determining that we want to get a certain place. So you can never make that. How in the heck can you go through and make a determination of where you're going to go financially if you don't talk about where yeah. you are? Well, and I had to throw something out there because I feel like this is such an important part of our financial journey is so when Claude and I combined our income and we're going through everything and he's telling me how much he makes versus what he brings home and I'm like something here you should be bringing home more I don't understand um, and then Claude explains to me that he ties to the church and I was like, I'm sorry, what like you're giving how much of your money to the church every pay um, you know. It, Ten percent is a is a pretty good chunk of money. I'm um, especially when you have as many bills as he had at the time, and um, he's like, it's non negotiable. And and this was like a very like I said, as soon as we combine our income, this was a, a very important discussion. And back then, I that was a tough discussion too. It, it was very say. tough. It was very tough. I didn't go to church. Um, at that point, I didn't have a church of my own. Um, and even growing up, I'd been to church, but only with my aunt. So I never was a member of a church. My parents didn't go to church regularly. So to me, tithing was just this, I'd heard of it, but it was just this weird concept. And so Claude sat me down and we we had a several conversations for me to wrap my mind around it. And, um, and then I realized it was not negotiable for him, like he said. So we just continued on and I didn't really think too much about it. Um, well, we'll talk about religion on another episode because that that was also a, a that was a challenge too. Um, so we'll we'll that'll be something we discuss maybe the next episode. Uh, we'll go into that too. Not have to, an in depth conversation because again, this is not a a, a show about religion; it's a show about marriage and, and couples and things of that nature. But that was a hurdle because, yeah. like you said, she didn't she didn't go to church like we went to church when I grew up. And so talking about tithing was just like, oh, my God, you don't even put money in your 401k. How could you be tithing? Yeah, he, he put more money into tithing or gave more to tithing than, than he did into his 401k. And um. I was but but I but I have to touch on, though, that later on, as we as Claude explained to me why he tithe and having faith and and um, especially when it came to finances and being secure um, later on. And, and even now, I mean, we haven't knock on wood, haven't had anything um, in a while, but um Anytime financially we have had a hiccup, we've always pulled through. 
Like it's never. And I, when I started church, then I started to tithe as well. So um, that's a very big part. And in talking about how much money you're going to save, you should have a savings account. You should have... (laughs) Um, if you hear anything, it's it's, it's the our, little one, little one woke, up. woke up, of course. Um, but um, you should have some sort of savings account or an emergency fund set aside because if your hot water tank goes. Yeah. Or, so I think one of the most important things um, that we really want you to take away is, well, there's a few. One is, is that you have to have that conversation. Even if you've been together for a while and you've just never had that conversation, stop today and have that conversation. It's important to know. It's important to know, um, you know, just where you're at financially, where your debt is, what you have in savings. Um, and, and I hate to be this negative person as well, but what happens if something happens to your spouse tomorrow? Do you know what they have? Do you know where their life insurance is? Do you know um, what you're going to be responsible for? So these are really important conversations that, that you need to have. Um, the second is, is to set a budget, whether your money is together or whether your money is separate, a budget needs to be, you should have a budget of some sort. Um, you should have an emergency fund set aside. I mean, right now with COVID, especially, um, a lot of people are struggling even more so because they had no savings. They had no backup plan. Um, you know, and when you're already living paycheck to paycheck and then you have no savings and then everything drops out from underneath you, you know, you're in a really bad spot. So, um, and I'm not saying you're going to be ready for everything. I'll tell you now, Claude and I, this week it's been, like he said, it's been raining so hard and we notice that our, um, there's a, a, what appears to be a small leak and in our back dining room and, I'm like, oh, great, because, you know, roof issues yeah, can be very expensive. and that's the thing. Expensive. There's always a leak. There's always, There's always uh, something, something uh, AC that breaks. There's always a car tune-up. There's always a tires for your car. There's always uh, the kids might hurt themselves and need an emergency room visit. There's always those types of things that will come up. Uh, so you have to get yourself to a point where you're able to take care of those type of expenses short of, of, of simply just putting on a credit card, because that was us, too, at one point. It was like, oh, we got, you know, we have... X amount of dollars in credit because we have uh, uh, we have good credit right now. But the thing is, at the end of the day, you still have to pay for that. Um, so you don't want to be under that type of, of crippling uh, debt. Um, because whereas I'm not like Renee talked about Dave Ramsey, I'm not a Dave Ramsey. I don't necessarily believe that you have to pay cash for everything. I grew up in a finance household. I grew up in a uh, my mom was a big, big banker, as I said before. So I, I truly do believe in. Um, credit and finances and things of that nature, but at the same time, I also believe that you know, you know, debt. What did what did the Bible say? Debt is like slavery. Yeah. Uh, it, it essentially, it, essentially, it is. So, um, you know, our goal again is to, to not have anything to to. Um, well, we don't want to have debt because we want to retire young, right? And, right. And stress free and right be you know just be relaxed and not have to worry about right and so we say we talk about getting out of debt not because this is an episode about debt this is an episode about finances um and and and, but that's our goal that's that's a that's a renee and claude goal um so that's kind of one of the things that you as a couple when it comes to finances and and, and money is that you have to have those type of financial goals again conversations right it really all goes about it really goes back down to honesty and i think also to knowing your partner's spending habits and being honest about them and having decent conversations because i'll be real with you there are couples that we know that both of them make really good money one likes this type of dress. One likes this type of boating stuff. Uh, you know who you are if you're listening. This is not knocking you. We love you. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure they have those conversations. 
They know. They know that this is what they do and that's what they do. I think the biggest issue, again, is, is it's this secrecy, this, this making money be a faux pas because it's not a faux pas. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't really. And if you're in a marriage where it's a nurturing marriage, it's a, it's a, a, it's a support system, um, then it won't matter that you make less than that other person or that person makes more than you uh, or their spending habits. It's, well, this is our goal. This is what we've set. This is our plan. Uh, this is what we're working towards. This is what you can do. This is what I can do. We've agreed upon it and you move forward on it, you know, because I'll tell you right now, you know, Renee spends a crap ton of money on our dogs. At the end of the day, I know she's going to spend a crap ton of money on our dogs. But I also know the kids have clothes. We have food in the in the in the fridge. Uh, the dogs have food in the garage because they're always going to be well taken care of. Uh, I have clothes on my back, and but I ha- but I also have the empo- I'm empowered to when it gets to a point where I say, "Well, Renee, I need to go get some new shorts because it's summer and I've been wearing the same shorts for X amount of months." She'll be like, "Okay, cool, let's work it in the budget. You go get this, and you can go get that too." So I, I, I know. That, um, you know, I have the ability to, 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 the money's there for you. So you have to have that honest conversation. It all goes back to honesty and finances and setting a, a plan that you can execute. execute. You know, um, and two, the other thing is, is uh, I encourage you if, if you have kids is to, um, start young with your kids start teaching them about budget start so nicholas um several months ago we opened him his first account he only gets a small amount of money in his account every month he has a checkbook ledger and he his job is to budget his checkbook every month and he's allowed to spend his money on whatever he wants but um if now if there's extra things he wants he has to save up for those things and learning he won't get them so he, he it's so funny because he'll literally be like oh I want this game or I want this accessory for my Xbox and we'll literally go, okay, Nicholas, you have money. You get money from birthday. You get money from your allowance. You get money from Christmas. And he'll be like, you know what? Nope. I'm going to leave it in there. And that's just basically what, what it's gotten to now. He, he's starting to learn the value of a dollar and the value of his dollar because the value of someone else's dollar is not as important as the value of your own money. Yeah. You know, you, when you're spending someone else's money, it doesn't really, you don't really have that type of, uh, scrutiny. Yeah. So now that he's spending his own money, he's got he can kind of discern between what do I really need and what can I wait for, what can I save up for, um, and that's just something that we're we're, we're trying really really hard to push on him or not push on him, but to help him develop because at the end of the day, you know that's our job as a parent. Yeah. Um. Uh. And so the little one, eh, we'll figure that one out later. She's not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, we're getting there though. Um, yeah absolutely so again it's it's really super 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 important everyone uh as as a couple that you have again those honest conversations um and make sure you have fun um and, and i say that in that it doesn't always have to be so serious and such a grueling thing i know and i remember so growing up because we were lower middle class. I mean, my, my, my parents both work two jobs for I don't even know how long. And, you know, it's that, you know, the old saying, Rob Peter to pay Paul a lot. And um, so, but if you have those conversations, it's not always so difficult then because you're, you're prepared and you're working towards something and it, it, it's, you're, it's a lot faster to get out of whatever situation you're in. Um, and 
make time for date nights like in your budget make sure you're putting fun things don't just budget for all the serious stuff make sure you budget for having going out be, uh, and honestly be be realistic Oh, being and, and that was that was a hurdle that we had to get over to was the realism when it came right. to our budget. Like we all we because this is the crazy thing. You know how much your light bill is. You know how much your ward bill is. Generally, you know how much it's going to be for your car payment. You know how much it's going to be for your student loans. Where it's trouble and people tend to get have issues is 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 budgeting uh, to to fit your extra money. You're going out and having drinks. Your or I want this Dinners. tech accessory or I want uh you know it, it, it's budgeting for that type of stuff that you really have to sit down and have a conversation for because um at the end of the day it it's it it's it can, when it's random like that it, you do tend to overspend. overspend uh especially if it's one person doing one thing and the other person's not you you can you can tend to get those moments of uh resentment so it's important again that you have conversations about that type of stuff as well um and i say that to to double back to the fact that renee and i we're in a in a bad situation. A lot of people are in the situation now when they have a spouse that doesn't have a job or they, they lost their job and they can't work or they're furloughed, or whatever the case may be because of COVID or not COVID related. But back when I did lose my job, uh, it was just one income. Now, fortunately, Renee had the wherewithal to, to figure out, hey, you know, if I'm going to have to support the whole family, I'm going to have to do something as far as my job. I think she she did end up finding a job that made a considerable a different, position. A different position that did make more money. Um but we still had a budget and and we cut back and we cut back on everything but we weren't wanting for anything we still we went out a, and had drinks as a couple a we still you know we had a savings account mm-hmm. i think we even still had disney passes then too if i'm not correct i think so because they right. were part of our right we already had them, yeah. right so i say that again to say that that we had an economic issue and and i also have to you know we are religious so i do have to give uh, I have to say hashtag blessed. You know, we, it was uh, when I learned about tithing, a, a lot and, of prayer and tithing and things yeah. of that nature too. On top of that, but take, but you know, being smart is also. My mom always says God favors the prepared. You know, so it is something that you do have to really think about as a couple. You know, where you want to go and what you want to do because, like, those type of situations could come up at any time. And like, and again, I only bring that up because we didn't miss any steps. Our cars were still paid. Our house was still paid. Uh, like we, we, we paid, paid all wedding. of our bills and we paid for a wedding. You know what I'm saying? So we, we went through all of this the financial issues just to still be able to do what we needed to do. And, and we were never a, put out. And I think it solidified our um, commitment to budgeting. Like it really set the tone because we understood the importance of it. And, 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 you know, I have to throw the religious aspect out there as well, though, too. It really it, within our marriage of having faith because we didn't know. We didn't know how long it was going to last. We were we were at the point we were thinking about canceling our wedding because we had already we put down the deposit, but we we hadn't paid the full amount yet. And um. And we were paying cash for our wedding. We weren't. We were not about to charge it, and especially once we were on one income. We definitely weren't going to charge it. We didn't have any way to to pay it back. Um, so by the grace of God, you know, it didn't last but a couple months, and we were able to pull through. <laughs> There's a war going on in our in our in our living room right now. Sounds about I, right. The, 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 the Olivia and the dogs are fighting with each other. Uh, but um, yeah, like you know. I just want to say again, Renee managed to keep us afloat 
because we knew where we were financially. I remember when I called him and told her that I that I would no longer be working at the place that I was working at. It, it was a, a, almost a moment of panic. Um, oh, we got a call. We got to cancel the cable. We got to cancel this. We got to cancel that, that, that. And, and I kind of let her go through that process because as you, you know, episode, what is this, episode seven, uh, you guys have known Renee does suffer from uh, issues with anxiety. So I had to let her go through her process because I can't, I can't tell her it's going to be all right until she knows it's going to be all right. But um, we got together. We sat down. We're like, well, this is how much we actually have. This is how much we can spend. And because we had that honest conversation. Again, we had that honest conversation. You know, we were able to to manage that situation uh, in a way that uh, that made us okay. It was yeah. fine. We got through it. So, you know, our message to you is: no matter what you're going through right now, if you can actually sit down and have an honest conversation with your partner about your money, um, your spending, whether it be a loss of a job, you're just getting together, uh, you're dealing with combining debt, or one person has debt. Um, you know, even if you literally have zero debt, you're coming together and everything is perfect. You have to sit down and talk about money. Yes. You just have to, um, because in this world that we live in, you know, money makes the world go around, unfortunately. And, uh, a lot of your goals as a, as a couple, um, will be based on your ability to pay for things and pay off things and, and, and all of that good stuff. So, yeah. um, that's our message to you. Uh, again, n- not judging. Once again, we don't care if you combine your income or you don't income by combine your income. It's just, um, just have the conversation. It helps yeah. build your marriage, your family keeps you strong, united. It really does. It's one less thing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you know where you are, you don't have to constantly think about it, you know, yeah, constantly and, at the second guess, you don't mm-hmm. constantly have to go, Oh, well, she's spending all that money over there. And we don't, you know, type of thing. Uh, even though I do that with her and the dogs all the time. Um, <laughs> daily, but yeah, so we're going to go check on our kid in the living room. Now we're going to say good say goodbye <laughs> this morning. Um, again, everybody, thank you for listening. Um, I think we doubled our, 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 um, audience on Facebook. Um, again, you know, we really would love it for you. If you like our show to share it with your friends and family, um, share it on anchor, uh, share it on, uh, on Apple, share it on Spotify, Google, iPod, anywhere that you listen to, uh, anywhere that you listen to a podcast, um, please share, uh, again, we're, we're thinking about having some, some guests. giveaways. Oh, oh some yeah, giveaways. Some yeah. Guests, guests too. Giveaways, giveaways yeah. uh, later on, but, uh, that's all I got for you today, Renee. Nope. That's all. You guys have a great weekend and right. I hope next week is a great, you have a great week. Okay guys. So once again, I'm Claude. This is Renee. And this is before the kids wake up. Oh, they're already. Thank <laughs> you.